Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. If you're new to the Church RC or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thechurchrc.com. Or we'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the Church RC app, available for free wherever you download your apps. Now here's Pastor Brian Sparks. Well, y'all are awesome. Thank you so much for that incredible video. Um, I didn't. I, I tried not to watch it because it may it'll make me cry. I'm a big softy. The older I get, the softer I get, and uh, that's just the kind of the way it goes. And so, uh, but thank you so much. Uh, we are so honored uh, to be your pastors, and uh, each and every day. Uh, I am just amazed, uh, you know, sometimes you're just amazed by what God does and, uh, and, you know, to take, uh, nothing and make it something is just, is just something that's amazing. And I don't know about you, but I'm just always so amazed at what God is doing and what God continues to do in this house. And so, um, we're honored to be your pastors. And so we've got a lot of stuff uh, that I have to cover. Uh, just, just because I want you to know uh, that we have a whole lot going on at the church. Uh, we, are, we don't just meet on Sundays. Uh, we just, that, that, I know that a lot of people think, oh, well, you just meet on Sundays. And I have, I have so many people that come up to me and go, oh, I wish I would have known about this that was going on. I wish, uh, why didn't y'all announce it? And, and what's sad is, is that we have announced it a million times, uh, but we have discovered something that you do not listen to our announcements. And so uh, that's why we got rid of church news because you don't pay attention. It's a time that you just get to talk to your neighbor. And, uh, and so we decided, you know what, this isn't effective. This isn't a good way to do it. So we'll change it up, do something different. And so we have a lot of ways for you to find out what's going on. The first way that you can find out is you can go online to our website and you can subscribe to our emails. That means that every week you'll get an email and it'll tell you what's going on at the church. If that's you, then that's good. That's a good way to find out. Another way, maybe you sit back and you go, you're, you, you're the person that has 855 emails that have unread. You, I don't know how you do that. That would drive, the red dots drive me crazy on my phone. When I see a red dot, I have to fix it. And, um, and so even if I don't, you know, I have to check it. And so but maybe you don't check email. Maybe you're that guy or you're that girl and you don't check your email. Well, guess what? We have an app. A Church RC app that tells you what's going on at the Church RC. It's amazing. It tells you all kinds of things. tells you what's going on. You can go on there also and you can hear a podcast. You get all kinds of information. You can show your Church RC love. Uh, the whole thing is all right there on an app. But maybe you go, you know what, uh, I, 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 just, I just, I don't do apps, I don't do emails, I am an anti-technology person. Well, guess what, now then, to make life a little easier on you, we put an insert in the worship guide that has everything that's going on at the Church RC. Come on, we are, if you cannot figure out what's going on at the Church RC with everything that we've done, you just do not want to be connected. So uh, we've done all that we can do and that's all we can do. And so uh, if you have another idea, I'm not sending out pigeons, I'm not doing that. And so uh, you can figure out how to do that. So uh, also we have next steps next week. 
And uh, what, uh, just so you know, I, I, I probably don't do this nearly enough. Next Steps, we, we get into this language where we just always assume that people know what's going on. Well, Next Steps is uh, a way to find out more about the church. It's our pathway to membership. And, uh, and so you might go, you know, I'm, I'm new to the church. I'm not sure what's going on. I want to I wanna, I wanna know what, a little more about what the church is. You know, there's no signing in blood on the at the end of the class or anything like that, you know, but it does, but what what we want to do is we want to help you discover your calling, your purpose, your gifting. We want you to also know what's going, uh, what we are about as a church, what we are called to, what we are supposed to do. And so every month, the first Sunday of every month, except for on very rare occasions, we do uh, our next steps class. We keep your kids, we feed you. And we teach you about what's going on at the church. You'll hear from heads of department. You'll hear from all of these people that make the church happen on a weekly basis. And uh, because we want to get you plugged in and we want to get, I got to fix my microphone. It's driving me crazy. We want to get you plugged in and we want to help you discover what God has called you to do. Okay. So next steps next week. If you know somebody who's like, yeah, I, I kind of want to be more involved. I want to get involved at the church. Then that is the way that you can do it. And we can get you plugged in. It's going to be awesome. Also, come on. We got sisterhood. All you guys just wait just a second. Now, uh, I, and I, and I, I wasn't going to announce this because I'm a dude. And I, I'll go to sisterhood to support my wife. But, but the reason why I really want to announce it is because it's a proud husband moment. Because my wife at sisterhood is releasing her first book. Come on, somebody. Uh, and I'm, I'm super proud of her and all that she has done. She's worked really hard on this book. And so that is the release date uh, for her book. So you want to be there. You want to be a part of that. Uh, and, and so get people there. Come on, let's get behind her. Let's support her. Let's encourage her. It's going to be awesome. I can't even imagine because I've started kind of working on a book. I can't imagine how vulnerable it feels to put all of your thoughts and feelings and everything out there in written form. And, uh, and it's just, it's just, you know, you ever put a thought out there and you feel a little bit, well, that's what we do week in, week out. We do this every week, but to write it down is a whole nother thing. And so I'm so proud of her and it's going to be awesome and incredible. And I think you're going to be blessed by it. So, uh, with all that said, you got it all, you got some information. Hopefully you got some information. Uh, let's read our theme verse. And, and if you want to, you can turn to Proverbs 19, 11, Proverbs 19, 11. This is where we're going to land. But let me read the theme verse for this series that we've been in. Actually, we're wrapping up this series. It says, but you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for a high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people. I don't know if you know this or not, but God is trying to get something to you that you are chosen, that he picked you. I know that you think about all your faults and all your failures and all your mistakes and everything that you're not and all of these things. But guess what? God knew about all that and he still chose you. And I don't know about you, but that's a good thing, right? Stop talking about what you're not and start realizing what you are. You are chosen. You are called. You have a purpose. God has a plan for your life. You talk about your failures and God talks about what you are. How many of you, if I ask you what you, if I ask you about your kids, would start talking about everything that they've done wrong? Right. Come on. Well, that bear, he can't comb his hair. 
Huh? No, you talk about how proud you are. Even though they didn't clean their rooms and they lied to you last week, you don't talk about that. You talk about what they are. Why do you think God is any different? God wants you to know something that you were called, you were chosen, and when he thinks about you, he's not listing off the things that you've done wrong. He's not like Santa Claus making a list, checking it twice, trying to figure out who's naughty or nice. He's saying, these are my kids. I love them. I care about them. I have a call on their life. I don't care what you say about them. Come on. Man, I feel like preaching today. That ain't even in my notes. It just comes out. You're God's instrument to do his work and speak out for him. To tell others of the night and day difference he made for you from nothing to something. From rejected to accepted. Amen. Proverbs 19.11. This is our verse for the day. This is where I'm going to preach from. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory... To overlook an offense. A person will, wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. If you're taking notes today, which I hope you are, we have a saying here that paper doesn't forget. Now we've made a place for you to take notes at the back of your worship guide. Come on, you got a place for it. You can take notes. You can title this message, The Offendables. The Offendables. Lord, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear is open, receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. So, Lord, I pray that you'd use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Lord, let your word be communicated in the next 28 minutes. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. amen. 28 minutes isn't long enough. Have you ever been offended? I don't know about you, but I've been offended, right? Uh, the, uh, uh, not too long ago, I'll actually give you a little bit of a story. I was, uh, as a staff, one thing that we do just to kind of keep everybody, you know, like we want to we be close as a staff, right? Because we do life together. We love our staff. It's not just a job. It's not just something that we do, but we actually love to do life together. And, and uh, as a staff, we always celebrate people's birthdays. Birthdays are a big deal in our staff. That's one of the things. And so we usually pick a day and we'll celebrate birthdays together. We go out to lunch. It's no big celebration, but it is lunch. We get to go out. We get to eat. We get to laugh together. We get to hang out. It's fun. I look forward to it. I'm an antisocial person, but I like this thing. Number one, because I like to eat. And, uh, and anyways, but so, so as a staff, we, were, we, were, we had my wife's birthday was in September. I was looking forward to it. But, but the crazy thing was is that everything had been so crazy and so busy that we had to push it to October, right? Everything was just busy. We just didn't have time to go to lunch. And so we were like, we'll just push it off to October. We had set the date. We had set the time. We'd set the location. It was going to be a good day. I'm telling you, I was looking forward to this for weeks. Like it's a good day. I mean, we're in Caddo Mills. There's nowhere to eat. We were going to Dallas where there's a lot of places to eat. So I'd even, I'm telling you right now, guys, I'd even looked over the menu of the place that they had picked. I had figured out what I wanted to eat. It was going to be a good day. 
And uh, about 10 a.m., right, right as the hunger pains start to come on. You know what I'm talking about? That, that's about when the time you start to feel that first little twinge of hunger pain. I get a text from my wife, and it says, uh, hey, just to let you know, uh, staff lunch is canceled today. And that's when the heartbreak set in. And I was like, what? I've been, uh, and, and, and I was like, wait, why? Like all of a sudden, th- there's just this decision that was made without, my con- without even consulting me. I've been looking forward to lunch. Y'all are laughing because y'all think this is ridiculous, but the truth is I was looking forward to lunch and I wasn't even consulted about canceling the lunch. We're sitting there, we're working away. Me and Denver are working away. We're doing our jobs. Everything is going good. And then we get a text that says lunch is canceled. I was mad. And here's the crazy thing. Did you think, oh, get over it? No, the more I thought about it, the angrier I got. And I'm walking around, do you believe the nerve of them? It doesn't matter that the excuse was a valid excuse or not. The fact is, is that I was not consulted about this decision and I was looking forward to it. And so I just kept stewing on it and thinking about it. And 10 a.m. goes by, 11 a.m., 12, 1, 2. About 6 o'clock, I finally see my wife and I walk up to her and I say, let me just tell you something right now, little missy. You don't make decisions without consulting me. And I go off on her. Vulnerable moment as a pastor. I go off on her and I'm telling her, why didn't you cut? You should have. And I'm just letting her have it. And as the words are coming out of my mouth, I realize how stupid The offense is, as the words are coming out of my mouth, I realize that I'm being an idiot. And immediately I look at her and I shut up. That's number one. I look at her and I said, this is stupid. I am sorry. I, please forgive me. This is ridiculous. Here's the thing. Is I wasted a day on a silly offense. But what's really sad is there are people that are wasting their lives on a fence. They're wasting their entire life on an offense. I wasted one day. I'll never get that day back. I can't go back in time and I can't grab that day and say, you know what, Brian? Hey, I can't grab myself by the collar and say, you really need to stop being stupid. No, I can't get that day back. But here's the thing is there are people that are wasting their entire lives on an offense. On July 11th, 2012, an eastbound train on the Norfolk Southern derailed inside the city limits of Columbus, Ohio. On that train, 17 cars were thrown from the tracks. Three of those cars were containing fuel, which whenever they were punctured, erupted in a massive blaze. I mean, fuel spilling out. It's, it's this huge blaze going on. Hundreds of people had to be evacuated. 
And it costs $1.2 million to clean up the mess. Whenever they went back to investigate the cause of the derailment, they found that the cause was a small crack in the track. Now, what's incredible is, is that a small thing can derail a 200-ton train. A small thing. And here's what's even more incredible is, is that that a small offense can derail your destiny. A small offense can derail your marriage. A small offense can derail your friendships. I've seen small offenses derail people's spiritual growth. They're plugged into a church. They're flourishing. They're healthy. They're in community groups. And then all of a sudden, somebody didn't say hi to me. Can you believe that? I'm offended. And so I'm going to uproot me and my family from the place that I'm flourishing because I'm offended. And what they are doing is that they're derailing where God is taking them all because of something small. And you laugh at me because I was offended by something silly. But I wonder how many of you are offended by something silly. You're letting a small thing derail your life this is what I've decided life is too short and my calling is too great to live my life offended come on I want you to say it with me life is too short my calling is too great to live my life offended come on say it again life is too short my calling is too great to live my life offended. See, here's the thing is I have a big calling on my life. But I'm not the only one in this room that has a call of God on their life. Every one of you, come on, has a call of God on their life. And your life is too short and your calling is too great to live your life offended. Your, your life is too short to be unforgiving. Your life is too short to be offended. Your calling is too great. Matthew five fifteen says, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. See, here's the thing is God has called us, every one of us, to be a light in the darkness. To be a city set on a hill. But this is what happens. A lot of times what we do is God lights the light. Come on, please work. God lights our light. And what we do is we let offense come in and we cover our light with a bowl. Now, here's the thing is I don't want you to think this. I'm not saying you lose your salvation. I'm saying that your light can't shine because you've let an offense in. Your light can't do what God has called you to do because you walk around seeing the world through eyes of hurt and pain and bitterness and resentment and anger. And so the light isn't getting out because it covers. But what happens is, is that when you choose to do what 
It says in Proverbs 19.11, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overcome Come on, to overcome an offense. So what I do when an offense comes into my life, I have the option to let it cover my light or I have the option to let my life set on top of an offense. And when I let my light set on top of the offense, it shines farther and it shines brighter than it did before. You have a choice. Let your light shine before men. You think that you don't, we all have opportunities to be offended. We all have opportunities to be upset. We all have opportunities to say, you know what? I'm going to let this offense cover my light and I'm not going to shine for anybody because they hurt my feelings. Life is too short. My calling is too great to live my life with my light covered. People are hurting. People are lost. People are looking for an answer. And you're upset because somebody didn't say hi? Yeah, come on. Come on. They didn't wave? This is good preaching. (laughs) I ain't even got into my points yet. Today I want to give you two declarations. Two declarations. I got to hurry. Two things I want you to declare over your life right now. Okay, number one. First thing I want you to declare is, with God's help, I'm getting over being easily offended. I love what my dad says. He says, blessed are the flexible, for they will not be bent out of shape. (laughs) Christians are some of the most offendable people. And the truth is, let's just be honest here. The world is easily offended. We get offended about everything. I mean, everything. If you don't agree with me, I'm offended by you not agreeing with me. Who cares? Huh? And then what we do is we label them. We say, well, you're a hater. You don't agree with me. You hate me. No, I don't. I just don't agree with you. The fact is, is that we live in a world that's easily Offended and Christians can be some of the most easily offended people. Right. And what Christians do is we congregate around our offense. Yeah. Ephesians 4 2 says this always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make allowance for people's faults because of your love but we get offended because we say they said did you hear what she did can you believe that she wore that i heard about pastor crystal was telling me about a pastor today that somebody left his church because they drove by his house and he was mowing the yard in shorts and a t-shirt So the man said, I don't want to cause anybody to stumble. So he started mowing his yard in a suit. That's the difference between me and that pastor. I'd be like, deuces, peace out, get out. Don't let the door hit you. Come on. I would, that's the way I would be. But here's the thing is that we live in a world that's easily offended. And offense is always waiting to disrupt your day. 
always coming. It's always trying to disrupt your day. It's, it's always waiting and knocking. And they flip me off. I'm offended. They sped down my road. I'm offended. We're looking for things to be offended by. There's always an opportunity. Renee Descartes says this. I love this. Whenever anyone has offended me, because offense comes, it's going to happen. But I love what she says. Whenever anyone has offended me, I try to raise my soul so high that the offense cannot reach it. Whenever the offense comes, I raise my soul. See, I have a choice in how high I can go. I have a choice in how high I can raise my soul to get above the offense. You know, here's the thing. Is you ever take off in an airplane? When you take off in an airplane, when you're on the ground, everyone looks the same size. But the higher you go, the smaller they look. And some of you need to raise your soul so high that the offense cannot get to you. We don't get offended by what people say. We don't get offended by what, uh, offended by what people do. See, we have an opportunity, uh, opportunity to not be offended. Every one of us has a tendency to judge everyone else by what they say or do, but we judge ourselves by what we intended to say or do. We judge everyone else by their actions and we judge ourselves by our intentions. Well, I know I said that, but you know my heart. Well, I know I did that, but you know I didn't mean that. And we give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. But as soon as somebody else says or does something, we immediately judge their actions or what they said. And the whole time we're pointing our fingers at them, we don't realize that there's three more pointing back at me. We sit back and go, no, you did this. You said this. I can't believe you did this. And we don't give people the benefit of the doubt. So quick to point our fingers. My dad is a wise man and he's always told me this. If someone ever says or does anything that's out of character for them, it's not about you. If someone ever says, well, she's always so sweet to me, and all of a sudden she snapped my head off. If she says or does something that she wouldn't normally say or do, it's not about you. Right. It's out of their character. It's out of what they would normally do. And, and we get offended. We take on the offense. I was a firefighter paramedic for years. I ran a lot of calls in my day. One time, I never will forget this one man. We get a call at 3 a.m., because everybody calls at 3 a.m. It's just when it's an emergency. I've been called for all kinds of stuff. You'd be amazed. But at 3 a.m., I get a call. And I wake up, and I'm tired, and I was asleep, and I was sleeping good, and I was dreaming about my wife, I'm pretty sure. But I woke up, we run the call, and I walk into this apartment, and this guy is an older, older man. He's sitting in a chair, and he's hunched over, and he's struggling to breathe. I can see that he's struggling to breathe, right? I can tell he's having a hard time. I have a job to do, and so I start asking him questions about his history. I have to know what's going on. 
I have to know what medical history he has. I have to know if he has any allergies to medications before I can treat him. I have to know all of this stuff. And you know what the man does? He starts cussing me out. I can't, I mean, he goes off struggling to breathe. Now here's what, here's the thing that you got to understand is the man was not mad at me. The man was struggling to breathe. He was in distress. And I didn't, I didn't, oh, I can't believe he said this. This hurt my feelings. I can't believe he did this. There are some of you that are offended by something someone said or did, and it's not about you at all. The fact is, is that maybe they just got a bad doctor's report, or maybe they lost a loved one, or maybe their job said that there's going to be some cutbacks and they're getting laid off. Maybe it's not about you. struggling to breathe and you have the answer and you never think what can I do to help what can I do to make a difference what can I do to give them life and to give them breath no I'm going to be offended and walk out stop being a baby And realize that you have a light. You have a call. God wants to use you. The second thing I want you to know is this, and I gotta stop. With God's help, I'm getting over big offenses. With God's help, I'm getting over big offenses. Colossians 3.13 says this. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone. Come on, somebody, anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Anytime offense comes in, you have two choices. You can rehearse the offense. You can keep replaying it in your mind. Come on, you know what you do going over it and the the more you rehearse it the angrier you'll get about it you'll get madder you'll get more offended you'll get more disgusted you'll get angrier you're good you're all of a sudden you're rehearsing this over and over and over again so you can choose to rehearse it or you can choose to release it you can choose to rehearse it or you can choose to release it i'll tell you this that god wants you to release it Now, I want you, everyone in here to understand something. In this room, I'm not trying to act like there are people that haven't been really hurt. Some of you have had some really hard things. You've been in some really bad situations. You've had some people do some really nasty things to you. But don't let that derail your destiny. You can release it. Now, let me tell you about a God who knows everything that you've been through. He's been betrayed, he's been beaten, he's been hurt, he's had been been left. A God that knows everything. He's been through everything so that he knows what you've been through. Here's the thing. How do we forgive big offenses? How do we forgive things that have been done to us? We forgive as we've been forgiven. I don't know about you, and but I have done some stupid stuff. 
I've made a lot of mistakes. And since I've made a lot of mistakes, I've been forgiven a lot. Not just by God, but by others. This woman on the front row should be a saint. Because I've done a lot. And I've been forgiven. So here's the thing. Is it freely I've been forgiven? So freely I forgive others. Forgiveness isn't always easy. And sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. We're going to pray a prayer at the end of this. We're going to pray a prayer together for every one of you that are struggling with offense. And I want you to know that you're going to walk out of this and you're going to have the opportunity to pick up that offense again. Tomorrow morning, you're going to have an opportunity to pick up that offense again. The next day, you're going to have an opportunity to pick up that offense again. Here's the thing is you need to understand forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness sometimes takes time. Forgiveness sometimes is, God, I'm making a choice today to continue to forgive. I'm making a choice to forgive them, to let it go. Amen? And And here's what I would say is that if you're struggling with offense... And you're going, man, I'm having a hard time forgiving. I'm struggling. I would encourage you to read the story of Joseph. And read it until it goes away. And it starts in Genesis 37, but you'll see a a man who had a great call on his life. And his brothers just threw him into a pit. They sold him into slavery. He got falsely accused and thrown into prison. I don't know about you, but I'd be pretty offended. I'd be pretty hurt. Joseph made a decision to forgive the people that hurt him the most, the people that were closest to him, because he understood something. Life is too short. My calling is too great to live my life offended. I refuse to stay in this prison, and I'm going to fulfill my calling. With every head bowed, every eye closed. for every person in this place struggling with forgiveness that is struggling with offense Lord we don't make light of it God in forgiving others for what they've done to us isn't saying that what they did was right but God it's just making a decision that we're going to overcome we're making a decision we're making a choice to overcome that offense so Lord right now we pray for every person in here that is struggling with that overcoming offense God help them to forgive God change their heart God we pray that you would help them to let go of the hurt and help them to let go of the hate God, we choose right now to release that pain and that hurt to you. Because we remember how much we've been forgiven. And since we've been freely forgiven, we choose to freely forgive others. Because life is too short. Our calling is too great to live our lives. At The Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. 
If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you'd like to contribute financially, you can go online to thechurchrc.com slash giving. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, send us an email at amen at thechurchrc.com.